Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, everything sucks. Like, this is just... If you were to just completely encapsulate this season in one game, wouldn't it look like this? LeBron is out. Uh, you're playing against a Clippers team that's celebrating up 20 in a game that doesn't matter. You're you, Anthony Davis gets hurt in the middle of it. Uh, you had a whole bunch of Montrez Harrell and Andre Drummond takes fired off in a game that clearly didn't matter and that doesn't really mean anything for anything in, in terms of analysis. I thought this was a the perfect way to sum up this season. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know what the perfect way to sum up this season is? You know how bad this game was, Anthony? It wasn't just you and me that decided to tune out during the second half, and we were recording this game this during the fourth quarter, just full disclosure for everyone. Yeah. I published my recap at the end of the third quarter because like, it was out of hand. It was clear the Lakers just – it turns out it's hard to win a, point, a game in the NBA in 2021 with Alex Caruso as your only point guard and your backup option so bleak that Frank Vogel was joking about signing Dave McMenamin before the game. Um, like – this game was so bad that not even Dennis Schroeder wanted to watch it. He literally went live on Twitch during the third quarter uh, streaming <laughs> Warzone until his representatives apparently must have hit the kill switch on his <laughs> Twitch account. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, like if it's bad enough that your own teammates are openly streaming video games during uh, during the game, not a great sign for how the night went. And just the fact that, like, Anthony Davis is hurt again. We don't know how bad, uh, you know, we're again, we're recording this. We just Can- know that the Lakers said back spasms. But, yeah, it's just, like, between an injury, the Lakers getting destroyed for th- factors outside of their control, no one looking like they've played very much together because they haven't uh, with these groups. It, it was a, an incredibly imperfect imper- encapsulation of how this season has gone. Can I be reckless for a second? I would not expect anything less of you, to be honest. <laughs> Why are the Lakers lying to us? Like, what, what do we do? We saw him turn his ankle. We saw him hold his ankle and, 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 and exit the game right after that. And they're telling us that he didn't play in the second half because of back spasms? What are we doing here? Like, You know, Anthony, the body, I've always said, is a lot like the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. It's all connected. I mean, like... So, so those of you listening know Jen is a doctor. She's a physical therapist. She knows how all this works. Yeah, so if, we are getting the best possible secondhand medical diagnosis from Anthony, from someone who watched the game but has a medical degree. No, so so she she was barely watching. <laughs> like she was she was watching in the same way that Dennis Schroeder was watching this one. And and maybe like, he was streaming the game for his followers. We don't know. So maybe he was like streaming and like watching commentate. He was like, just that like, feels like a breach of Lakers. contract. Come on, you Spectrum. guys are going to get back into it. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers would get into some trouble with with Spectrum for that. Like, I feel like that would <laughs> wouldn't Spectrum, go very well. This season can only end with Spectrum suing Dennis Schroeder for broadcasting the game. <laughs> but so yeah, so we're watching this, and and so we we saw Anthony Davis go down, and. Uh, my first immediate takeaway to it is like that is the perfect 2021 injury right there uh, where he just like forgets where he was on the face of the planet and just runs into the scores table for no reason. Um, and like and then and then we go from that to, yeah, the Lakers said uh, uh, he's not going to be available for the second half of the game uh, with back spasms. And Jen was like, wait, what? 
And as she says that, there's an image of Anthony Davis holding his ankle. Like I thought uh, SportsCenter did a really good job of tweeting this where they were like, yeah, Anthony Davis isn't going to return with back spasms as he's like grimacing holding his ankle that we all saw turn because he carelessly ran into the scorer's table. He's just... Uh, carelessly feels a little bit judgmental. I would say, I mean, look, look, he, he was off balance. Harrison, he just ran into it. It's a small Harrison, court. How many times have games. we, how many basketball games do you think you and I have watched over the course of our careers? Lifetimes, even hundreds, thousands. Have you ever seen a player non-contact injure themselves on the scorer's table ever look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna claim that anthony davis is the most spatially aware player of all time <laughs> or anything like that but like you're acting like like he should have like he just he was off balance he slipped like this is not you're not seriously blaming anthony davis for this are you no no no, not blaming but i'm just saying like i thought it was a i was gonna careless. say because congrats on your new position as a pelicans beat writer if uh you know if that's what you were doing <laughs> Because I know everybody's waiting for your next destination. So my, maybe it yeah. was, yeah, maybe it was new Pelicans beat writer of like just like I, I think that their only job is like celebrating Anthony Davis injuries and like defending Blake or uh, David Griffin online. So yeah, you could do that. Like, I mean, you'd be qualified. I mean, they, uh, Griff Griff follows me on on Twitter. There so you go. You're you're in. I'm I'm basically credentialed by yeah. by those standards. But yeah, no, I, I mean, no. Well, I. Again, I'm saying this mostly in jest, but I have never seen an injury like that. Ever. No, I mean, and again, it's just, it's a perfect encapsulation of this, of this season. season. And just all these things out of nowhere, like LeBron, look, I'm not going to claim that Solomon Hill was being dirty because I don't think he was, but he was reckless and irresponsible in the way that he like, but like you would never expect LeBron, if he was going to get hurt, to have it be because someone dove for a ball that he was currently dribbling and like, and landed and like kind of ran under him on his ankle. Like, it's just, Every single thing, the 72-game offseason, the condensed schedule, they're barely able to practice. They sign Andre Drummond midseason. Their games are basically practices, and everybody's getting hurt left and right. Alex Caruso misses time with back spasms. Dennis Schroeder ends up in the health and safety protocols for a second time after coming out as an anti-vaxxer. Like, it's just, this season is truly the most bizarre (laughs) thing not just coming out as an anti-vaxxer but outing lebron as an anti-vaxxer too yeah or at least outing them as vaccine hesitant i will say that's like a less (laughs) negative connotation but Uh yeah, yeah like it's just you can't make this stuff up at this point like anthony davis just hurt his back by falling down on his ankle you know it's just (laughs) well the funny not funny i'm not laughing at the injury i don't like laughing at injuries i don't i don't i don't write about the pelicans but like (laughs) I I I was chuckling at like the internet's response to it because so media relations when it comes to a professional basketball team like to a certain extent there is just a lying element to it like PR basically is like and, I, and th- again, look no further than the Clippers. Serge Ibaka has missed the last nine weeks with back tightness. Is the yeah. only diagnosis they have given is back. He tight. also sprained his ankle ran, running into the. Yeah, store exactly. Store. So yes, you uh, are like teams are not always the most forthcoming with their medical reports. Right. I don't know if it's always lying, but not the most. Yeah, and you know, lying has a lot of connotation to it. So I don't need to go that far necessarily. But as somebody who worked in PR, we lie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like we, you know. It, 
Frank Vogel saying that he still believes in Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. Like, you know. Noted PR person, Frank Vogel. (laughs) Well, sure. But like, that is a part of his job. No, yeah. Every head coach knows like that's a part. That's the most forward facing position on the team tech, you know, for a lot of these teams is, is the head coach. And so like, you know, I, I just think to a certain extent, there's an element of, of uh fibbery involved in, in, in this type of relation. And, <laughs> and my favorite part of tonight was the internet reacting to that fibbery. Like it was just, it was just kind of, you know, yeah, sure. Totally. Back spasms. Been there, man, when I turned yeah, look, my ankle. I mean, best case scenario, we, like, I, I think is, you know, he's fine, but they saw the writing on the wall for this game, yeah. and we're like, well, Portland's a little more important for reasons that we're going to get to later in this show, yeah. and no, I, we're just, yeah. Well, I, I actually think on that front, if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic from this entire situation, the Lakers said that Alex Caruso was dealing with back spasms a few games ago that he missed, right? And basically said that if it was a more important game, he could have played. This was just him basically getting a night off. And so if you're looking for reasons for optimism coming out of this specific situation and this combination of 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 fibbery or whatever you want to call it, uh, if you're saying if 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 back spasms is the term usage here, then maybe Anthony Davis got the second half of a game off that they were probably going to lose anyway, in the same way that Alex Caruso got that night off with his back spasms. Yeah, the, the it's thing, all possible. It's totally possible. And I, I don't want to speculate too much more on this, but like the thing that is coming out to me from this game and is standing out most is not like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, if everyone was healthy, this could have been a first round playoff preview or something like that. You know, like if the Lakers won this game and were able to jump up in the standings or something like that, like, you know, there could have been basketball takeaways from this game. But honestly, the only takeaway that I'm left after a game like this is not just the stuff that we've been talking about in terms of like, man, like this season sucks, put it in rice, it's cursed, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's also like, are the Lakers going to get healthy in time for this now because it's like you know shams reported today that lebron is targeting next week for a return that he's going to miss i mean the lakers confirmed that he's going to miss friday's game against the blazers already shams mm-hmm. reported that he's going to miss on sunday and then potentially return tuesday or wednesday their final two home games of the season and that would leave him with either three or four games left to get his legs under him and get ready for the playoffs and depending on what you count the play-in games as which it really looks like they're headed towards and yeah So, you know, you have that, you have AD just getting banged up left and right. You have Dennis Schroeder, who even knows when he's going to come back or what he's going to look like when he comes back. I I mean, I guess it's good that he's feeling Gasol to get out of the protocol, right? That was a few weeks. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, I guess if you're looking for good signs on Dennis, he felt well enough to uh, Twitch stream during the game tonight. So that is, uh, I would say is slight positive, but like, Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just starting to wonder at this point, like we can talk and I, I, you know, I've tried to calm you down about your kind of flagrant anti-penguin hate and like, you know, you just got to give it time. You got to wait till LeBron comes back. And I think like in a vacuum, I still maintain that all of that is true. We're just now at the point where they're coming so far down to the end here that 
I just don't know if they're actually going to have a realistic chance to make that stuff happen, to get these guys adjusted enough to make it so that Andre Drummond can be a helpful player, to make it so that LeBron can get to, you know, 90 per- And who knows? He, he's been a cyborg his whole career. Maybe he figures this out, or maybe he just plays the whole playoffs on one leg. You know, like there, there's nothing that would surprise me from him anymore, but just with how unlucky the season's been, the all the nebulousness and uncertainty about when, when Schroeder can even come back or what he's going to look like when he is, like, this is, this is getting really bleak, you know? And it's not just the loss tonight, but the loss, I think, emphasizes a lot of things that were kind of starting to become writing on the wall. And then it, for me personally, I, you know, I was starting to feel worn down and all of this stuff, like the, the Davis injury and all the, you know, now we're having to wonder about what's up with him. And then there's all this stuff and with everyone else, it's just, you know, it's just tough to it's believe that they're going to have enough time to get this together. It just really, it, it doesn't feel like it right now. And I, I don't know if maybe this is now your turn to talk me off the ledge. That's not going to happen. Do you get to but, be the optimist? I'm, I'm giving, you know, I'm setting you up. I just threw you a lob. You have a chance to be the positive one. No, I'm going to Andre Drummond it and let that lob oh, go out of bounds. You, couldn't, but, no, you couldn't make it through the whole show. It's contractually <laughs> obligated. You have to slander him at least once. It's not slander if it's true. Let's take a quick second here and um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll respond or, or add to, or we'll even see where this goes. Because, like, honestly, we, our planning for the show was this is going to be a bit of a vent session. And yeah. and uh, for those of you on your commute, uh, you're gonna enter your workplace in a bit of a bad mood. No, the com- come. Uh, this is group therapy. We're we're it's free group yeah. therapy with us. I think to a certain extent, we kind of should have seen a lot of this coming. Like when you when 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 you really get down to it. The Lakers were expected to play 72 games a mere 70-ish days after winning a championship. I believe 73 days, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's a giant ask, man. And and not only were they asked to play those 72 games, but they were asked to, to squeeze those 72 games into a shortened season so that the NBA could get back on its tradi- traditional schedule and so that the NBA could somehow get guys to participate in an Olympics. So that... that's a that's a national that's like a ploy to nationalism lie. Like they do not care about guys getting a chance to play in the Olympics. They care about not having the finals ratings go up against the Olympics. It, it, well that's that's also fine too. But uh I, I I'm honestly just, I'm think... tired of I'm tired of people saying that the NBA cares about letting these guys participate. Like they don't get like if they thought didn't thought that the Olympics wouldn't outrate them, they would not care and they would have postponed the season even more. I I, I mean I, I do think they do want like they want to expand, they want to continue to expand as a uh, as a global thing, it. and I don't, and I don't think you expand globally with like Jason Tatum, you know, <laughs> I like compared to LeBron and compared to other like actual. LeBron's not playing in the Olympics. Play. I have news for you. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> of course not, of course not. But that's what makes this whole thing stupid either way, yeah. right? Like that's that's what like it, that's part of my point is that it was dumb to care about it in the first place, no matter what side of this that you're coming down on. But anyway, I think to a certain extent to get to to continue to respond to your point that like this felt like an amalgamation of all of this. 
I can't disagree, man. It, it just this feels is, like this it's is all just coming a... to a head now. Like, it's just all of these things on top of another. Like, if the Lakers can actually flip the switch and turn this on, and I'm not saying that they can't. Well, can, like I, can, I, can I present it to you like this? Can sure. I, can I, I, I want to offer you a, a hypothetical. All right. Would you rather the Lakers really try to get everybody back healthy for this season and a title run potentially this season, or take a loss earlier in the postseason and get everybody with an extended summer, an extended offseason, and get guys back and on track for next year? I don't. And it's, I, I don't want that latter one. And the reasoning is part of kind of what I was about to say is that mm-hmm. we cannot, because of the talent on this team, completely rule them out from flipping the switch. Like it is oh, still theoretically possible that all we, that this podcast looks Dude, really there's so many questions across the league. I was going to yeah. ask this, like what, what fan base is entering this with an actual amount of of confidence? Kevin right? Durant, James you, Harden and Kyrie Irving still have not played a single game together. I don't think that's true. Isn't that true? I thought I saw that tonight. I don't think that's true. I think they've played like six, but okay, like, well, that's, not that's very not many, many more than so. zero. Yeah, yeah, and so that is functionally zero. So I mean, yeah. that that's part of it too. Is that the Lakers? Yeah. And also, the reason I think that you can't do that is because of the amount of talent on this team, and and because LeBron is still here. You can't waste a chance with LeBron if you that's can get point. into the playoffs and you can try and make it. He's thirty six years old. You know, you have to give it a shot at least. And mm-hmm. I don't think that like a long off season going into a nebulous kind of who knows what, who they're going to be, who they're going to resign, what the team's going to look like next year. If LeBron can summon this level of play again next year for an entire regular season in the playoffs as he's getting up there, like they're going to have less flexibility this off season than they had heading into this last season. Exactly. And so you can't, you have to go for it. So I understand why they're kind of, you know, experimenting now, getting these guys minutes, trying yeah. to make the best of a horrible situation that they've been dealt by the league and by circumstances and by just plain bad luck. But uh, yeah, it's just starting to feel like it's too many things on top of each other for it to be realistic to where they, we can consider them anywhere close to the favorites or treat a playoff run as anything less than a non-sarcastic, we believe, like outcome. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I think, but that was that was like my attempt, basically, at walking you off the ledge, right? Where like they have no choice, and even though the stuff can feel like it is, you know, we are getting dangerously close to that last straw on the camel's back. You know, we are right there. Uh, there are a lot of teams facing that same stuff. Like Utah Jazz fans can't be confident heading into a postseason like they're utah jazz fans no i mean anthony you your answer is in the premise utah jazz fans are 1000 percent confident going into this postseason because they have the league leader in screen assists you know like they're gonna prove all these idiots who don't value screen assists and at the rim defensive percentage even when devin booker and like other stars gleefully roast your best (laughs) defense your quote-unquote defensive player of the year on game ending possessions all the time you know like jazz fans are are like convinced that like reality is fake news. And so, you know, I'm no, they're definitely, there are lots of, there are fan bases. I feel like that are pretty confident going into these. But but honestly though, like, but there's less than there are fan bases that are not. I think they're like smart fans within those fan bases. Like, I don't think any smart fans within fan bases are very confident heading into this postseason. Like it, like you can't be, if you're a Bucks fan, like you've seen the way that the last couple of postseasons have gone. 
If you're a Suns fan, you're 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 confident about Chris Paul in the postseason. What? What have you been watching? And then yeah, Suns fans have like had the most. Like I gotta say, I have respect for Suns fans and how measured they've handled this season. It's, it's incre- like this is that's really the way fun. you approach these seasons. Who knows what it's gonna be? Yeah, <laughs> I'm really, I'm also really impressed because it's like you know what? This has been really fun. That's it. That's their analysis. Bucks fans have like, like the Bucks are about, I think, I believe they went into the second seed in the East tonight or close to it. Like they closed in on it and they're like, ah, no, like, you know, Bud's going to screw it up again. And then they got to fire him and, you know, maybe. Well, there was, there there was a report earlier this week that like without a, without a championship, Bud might be gone. And then, and then, you know, Philly fans, maybe you're confident. I, I think, think Philly fans of, are pretty confident. I, I, I think of, of all of the fan bases out there, I think Philly is probably the most confident other than Knicks fans. Knicks uh, fans N- are like, Nets fans are very confident as well in my interactions. I, don't, I mean, but no, but like that's, that's, that's anecdotal, but I, I'm just saying like uh, in terms of fans who should feel confident is, is how I probably should have uh, premised this like fans who should be confident. And, and, and so Lakers fans, Probably not all that confident because this season has been a bleeping disaster from start to finish. But still, if LeBron is healthy and if Anthony Davis's backslash ankle uh, is okay, then like that's the best pairing still in the sport. And yeah, and and Frank Vogel proved himself as a very good playoff coach last don't year. Don't even say that name. Lakers fans don't want to hear it. I don't think. <laughs> Frank Vogel. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, sure. But like I just I just think like if if you're asking for me to, you know, walk you back off of the ledge, where I would start is nobody is confident because this entire season from start to finish across the entire bleeping league has been an absolute shit show. It just has been. Yeah. It just period it it has been. And and so because of that, whatever team that comes out of this is going to, you know, if if they whatever team wins a championship from this, they're going to do so missing an eye. Like, like yeah, no, my <laughs> you know, my friend Matt Brooks who covers the Nets summed it up pretty yeah. well tonight when he basically he said the finals are going to be like Timothy Luawu Cabarro versus THT <laughs> on like the graphic. <laughs> right. And yeah. the finals MVP trophy is just going to be a guy in a full body cast. Um yeah. like yeah. It's 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 going to be the owner, and the owner's going to have like a pulled hamstring holding up the trophy up there. It's just yeah. it, it, that's that's how the season is going to go. So yeah, Jeannie Buss is going to sprain an ankle walking to the podium, and have to like they're going to have to like wheel her up there. Right, right. And so like I, I I don't know. Tonight sucked. Obviously, losing to the Clippers is never very fun, and watching them you know bounce around on their on their bench because they're up by twenty points, and that's like the only time they feel comfortable. Like that's. It's not great to see that happen against it doesn't matter what Lakers team is thrown out there. It's not great to see that. It feels um, like it feels almost like a May tradition at this point though, or like a late season is. tradition at the, like over the last ten years. It's yeah. like the Clippers getting like a blowout victory over the Lakers lottery season or no other other than last year when the Lakers kind of kicked the crap out of them down the stretch in the bubble and were able to have that like really confidence inducing victory. Like the Lakers always lose these late games to the Clippers over the last ten years. So yeah, it's a degree of normalcy. They basically <laughs> lost most of their games to the Clippers. Yeah, but so like, yeah, I. The one thing I will, uh, the one I think, semi-fair takeaway from this is that the Clippers' court sucks. Like that's basically it. Like that that whole like black and and whatever white 
scribbly thing they're going for on their sidelines is, is really ugly. That's the only like meaningful analysis I have about this game. Beyond that, it's just, just the Lakers have to find a way to get healthy. And, and whether or not that happens is, is very much up in the air, but I, I trust LeBron when it comes to his body. I trust Anthony Davis a little bit less when it comes to his body because he apparently just runs into scorers tables now. Um, but, and then, and then lastly, like, I just, I don't know if, if the Lakers, if the Lakers have to play in that playing game, there isn't a team out there. Like if you can't beat the Warriors in a, in a, in a best of whatever it is, three series or something like that, like you, you shouldn't win a championship. (laughs) Yeah. Hold I I think that that's, I think that's the best take possible on the playing game. And, uh, you know, like uh, before we get to threats in the playing game though, I want to talk about this Blazers game tomorrow, really or today, possibly by the time that you're listening to this. No, I mean, do you think like, or at least I want to make it clear, like this is probably the most important game of the regular season. If the Lakers want to avoid the play-in because they are now tied with Portland. And and they still probably won't have Taylor Horton Tucker. They will not. He's already been ruled out. Dennis Dennis, again out, LeBron out. Right. Yeah. So like even as you say it's the most important game, it doesn't necessarily it doesn't actually matter because the Lakers aren't going to have any other guys. Like we just we basically we we just have to like accept the fact that the Lakers are going to be in the playing. Okay, game. then with like, that's, that that's where we're going. With that premise, I, I think I kind of agree to that at this point. And you know, you can we believe us and mock us if this ends up not happening, you know, if you're listening to this. Yeah. But old takes exposed. I can't wait. Yeah. So out of the teams that are in that playing range. So you got the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Spurs. Really doesn't look like the Pelicans are going to make a run, but I feel like we have to like kind of be obligated to mention them. Is there a team in there that you feel is most threatening to the Lakers? Even if you're saying like I hear everything you're saying about if you can't beat one of those teams, you don't deserve the title. I completely agree. It's like, yeah. you know, you can get mad at the idea of the play in whatever. It's cut down on tanking, I think pretty demonstrably. And I actually like the plan. Yeah, thing. I like the play in thing I too. I know the Lakers don't like it now, but uh like yeah. I th- and especially <laughs> LeBron does not like it. But I like I think it's great and I think I think you're exactly right that if you can't beat one of these teams, you don't deserve to win a title anyway. And you know, look, best case scenario, these are more practices for the Lakers before they get to uh, get to the actual playoffs. But out mm-hmm. of those teams that I just mentioned, is there one that worries you more than the others if the Lakers were to end up facing them? More than the others is still like the 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 relativity, right? Is the point of this question? Yeah. Um, and with that being the case, like the team I'm more worried about than the others is the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, only because like Steph has the, like Steph is the best player of any Easily. team on any of those on. Yeah. And so, uh, like that's, that's the guy I'm most nervous about, but even they are kind of a disaster too. Like the, the, the big report right now in, in, um, amongst those who were paying attention to the Warriors is that they might get Jordan Bell back. Yeah, probably doesn't speak very well to their season. Lakers legend Jordan Bell acquired in the Javale McGee trade. I'd be I'd be more nervous if it was Damian Jones oh that they might God. be getting back. All right, drink. There you go. 
There's your right, Damian well, Jones mention but, for the day. But no, but I yeah, think, no, I, I like to, to answer your question though. Like that has to be the answer. Yeah, no, it, it, Steph it is. could shoot 25 three pointers and make 17 of them, and and now you're looking at a really scary game. No, and especially for a Lakers team that has struggled to score. You know, the Warriors are ter- pretty terrible on defense this year. I feel like, or at least they aren't. They are not well suited. They had like one stretch where they were really impressed by the defense that they were playing against the Timberwolves. But other than that, yeah, they're not well suited to slow down LeBron James, even at like 80 percent capacity. And they're Mm -hmm. certainly not well suited to slow down Anthony Davis, who like, I I mean, everybody remembers those playoff series that he had two years. Just move the scores table back. Yeah, that's all. I. Yeah, exactly. That's the Lakers X factor. They got to like expand the court slightly, just push (laughs) all those seats back a couple inches and they'll be good. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clearly the Warriors just because Steph is good enough that it, it can make your defense not matter. Like, he's that good that where, like, you can play perfect defense and he can get 40, you know? And so that in in something like this, like a March Madness-style scenario, that can matter. Although, again, the Lakers would likely go into that matchup as the higher seed, so they would still have to lose twice to be eliminated. And if you can't eliminate the Warriors, beat the Warriors once in two tries, again, you don't deserve to win the title. I'm in complete agreement with you on that. You know, if you don't have any other thoughts on the play-in, then I do want to close this show... Um, with an attempt to lift the bad juju around the Lakers because it's been pretty horrible. I mean, you saw, I'm sure, earlier this week on Silver Screen and Roll, I wrote an editorial attempting to end the Curse of Vivian. That worked for one game, um, but <laughs> it did not appear to continue uh, going on strong. Like, there's only so much that our powers can do, you know, from afar, but we mm-hmm. can try, and we can try and end this bad streak for the Lakers. So I do have a proposal for you. It really feels like the Lakers fell apart since I retired the podcast, Fedora. Like, it feels like it's no, been worse. No, 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 I feel like no. it may, like, look, injury replacement. No, man, you look so much may, better. You, like, you, you, it you, may, you, you accepted their fate. You're like, oh, it might man, be time so much worse. to bring it back. I just put it back on for those of you not, you know, watching on, uh, not watching on video that we do not release. But I also have, okay, so, uh, you know, can you, can you take a screenshot of this? Because we're going to put out a poll for the people of uh can you can you screenshot you know the fedora no i mean i mean like i just you're unbelievable what am i what am i am i screenshotting yeah you're screenshotting my look you know you're screenshotting our look so like this is look number one okay hold on is the podcast fedora let me go let me go all right there's one okay and then i got look number two for you okay so you know if you don't like that as the good luck headgear we have a new you know, we have a new nominee, and it's the Caruso bald cap. Um, I'm ready. I got. <laughs> Look, okay. I'm. If the Lakers need a fill-in at point guard, I am ready now. Do you want to do a pose for your for? This oh yeah. Thing? Okay. All right. <laughs> so now. You know, we can let the people decide which good luck omen I need to podcast with. And then we can see if this starts to turn the Lakers fortunes around because I really need it. And so for those of you listening to this on audio, Anthony will tweet those and you can vote. All right. Third option. I buy an Andre Drummond jersey. Okay. All right. If people vote it, then you have to buy an Andre Drummond jersey and try to turn this around like that. Yeah. All right. All right. It's a deal. All right. I think we I think we may have just angry. fixed the Lakers. I don't want to be overly optimistic, but I think we got some good options on the table. They're certainly better than just Marcus All backup point guard. So, you know, like we have 
we have some we have some things here that maybe we can make work. I just want people to know what you look like now. Like you've accepted. You could tweet the coming home screenshot. Home. All right, I'm. I'm. It's fine. Is it because like it's it's a it's a way better look. All right, it's so such a better look. I'm, All right, ready? Are you ready for a pose? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a see the good picture too. Yeah. Uh, well, you can tweet them out, and you can ask people. And you're willing, and you're willing to cover that up. Like if we could just do, like, I, it doesn't. Have I'm not going to gonna lie to you, Anthony. Putting the fedora back on, like, it felt like it felt like Batman. The show got must worse feel when he comes out of retirement and like puts on the Dark Knight <laughs> costume again. Like, I just, I felt like me again. Who's the old like superheroes in SpongeBob? Oh, Mermaid <laughs> Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> so you. <laughs> Way to go, Barnacle! No, boy. I'm, I'm. This is this is Dark Knight Returns right here. Like I feel like I've readopted a superhero identity. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. We have one more coming to you guys uh, for the rest of the week. No, we no, no, we do it. not. Today is Thursday, but I don't blame you for losing track of that. <laughs> it's been it's been a week. It's been a week. Oh, uh, speaking it's of, it's been a week. Do you do you have anything to announce on the job front for the people? Uh, I'm I'm Damian Jones's agent. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would be a really convincing reason for your heel turn on Andre Drummond and how much like you've pumped up Damian Jones. Like it's finding out heel turn, finding dude. out that you were a Damian Jones's agent would have been like that would have been <laughs> that would have made more sense than a lot of your takes over the last like you know for six weeks. I will I will all right. Here's what I'll say on the job front. I have an announcement coming in the next week. Okay. All right. Back All right. Up point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Irwin. <laughs> I got I got to get in shape. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great weekend. Uh, and we will be back for you guys next week, getting ready for uh, the rest of the season. We have potential playing games to get ready for. Either way, playing games, postseason, end of the season. Whatever it is, we're going to have you guys covered here on the Silver Screen Rule podcast. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week.